0: So welcome to Tech Talk Thursday, Season 4, Episode 7. My guest today is Steve Vecciarelli uh, from CalcuQuote. He's joining me to discuss some of the current challenges with the electronic supply chain and how automated systems can help identify some of these roadblocks and assist manufacturers in component sourcing. So welcome, Steve. Nice to see you today. Yep, yeah, same
1: here, Trevor. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Now, I believe you've got a a very uh, rich pedigree in the industry. Perhaps you can give us a a quick background there uh, to to where you came from.
1: Sure. So uh, I was in the electronic component industry uh, a little more than 47 years. Um, And uh, the last uh, 14 and a half years or so, I was the uh, vice president of supply chain at DigiKey Corporation in Minnesota, I retired uh, at the beginning of March 2020, and now I'm working with uh, CalcuQuote, helping them uh, move forward with their products and et cetera, et cetera. So um, it was a long time. I've seen a lot, uh, and uh, there's a lot more to come. I bet. I bet.
0: Well, you know, March 2020, I can't think of better timing for you to retire. <laughs> <But> <laughs> anyway, so there's a lot happened since then. You know, we have uh, some real challenges in the industry at the moment. We have uh, a lot of uh, com- shortages of, of components, devices, raw materials, labor, um, uh, resulting in excessive prices of shipping, et cetera. Let's talk through some of the things that are happening there. Sure. I mean, starting off with the shipping, of course, uh, traditionally, a lot of the components coming from Asia were carried in the bellies of aircraft. Uh, There's not as many passenger aircraft going back and forward now because of COVID. So, uh, uh, you know, that's put the prices up for shipping. uh, And it's also made some go on to seaboard shipping, which has got its own challenges. Talk us through some of the things that are happening there.
1: Sure. So, you know, um, both components were always part of the supply chain uh, coming from Asia, whether it be to Europe or or to the U.S. What's what seems to have happened now is that uh, because there are fewer aircraft uh, and the demands, uh, there is no more competition with the airlines. It's it's now you're competing for space, not them competing on price for the freight. So now you know, you're competing for space to get to get uh, into the bellies of the of the planes. Shipping on on the ocean, you know, and everybody used to, you know, it was more or less four weeks or so uh, from whenever it was shipped and they built that into their lead time. Uh, because of the lack of ships and and especially, you know, we're hearing the lack of containers mm. Uh, mm. to put the freight in, because it used to be that, you know, you would get, a, you would, you know, put it on the water and it would take four weeks. And when it got to its destination, whether it be North America or Europe, um, you know, they would be unloaded in a timely manner and the containers would then be empty and then they'd be reused. But what we're seeing now, because they don't have, because of labor shortages, you know, COVID, whatever, they can't get the boats unloaded. So all those containers are sitting filled on ships at the harbor, but out on, on the water. And now they don't have enough containers to fill back at the source because they're all filled and they're not doing turnaround on the containers. So. All of those, um, you know, factors are, are making, you know, ocean traffic longer. Uh, the, the thing in the, even for a couple, it was a like three or four days in the canal, the Suez Canal, when it was blocked, slowed down more, more things. So all of that, now, now you're competing for space and, you know, uh, suppliers are saying, I'll pay more to get my goods to products, so prices are rising just because they're willing to pay more. The energy, you know, I think uh, it's a worldwide inflation on energy where, uh, you know, uh, fuel, whether it be gasoline or diesel, is up by a substantial amount. Uh, I I know where I live, it's over 35% higher than it was a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. So all of that, um, you know, figures into the price, which drives, you know, adds to the cost of the material, which adds to the inflation, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Right. Okay. So, I mean, typically, you know, looking back at your, your, your history when you were uh, VP at, uh, at DigiKey, a lot of uh, companies would rely on a, a company like DigiKey or Avnet or Arrow or one of these big guys to do the sourcing for them um, and be able to take ownership of, the, of, of that issue. But I mean, there's been so many problems resulting uh, from these shortages that um, a lot of people are looking for more visibility. There's just not enough visibility for manufacturers. Uh, and that's driving uh, a lot of them to systems to, for more automation and systems like the one that you're now working with, with Calcucote. Um Can you can you elaborate on on how these automated systems, like the one from CalcuQuote, can, can help manufacturers uh, to try and navigate these difficult times?
1: Sure. So, um, you know, one of the uh, uh, fallacies about, CalcuCo and other systems like it is uh, the suppliers at the beginning thought that this was going to be a race to the bottom to see who can, you know, beat everybody else on price. Mm-hmm. From a calculo perspective, there was really to, none of that, but to increase uh, their customers, the EMS world is productivity. So, Everybody has their own suppliers that they've, and whether it be Arrow, Avnet, Digikey, Mauser, it doesn't make any difference, that they do business with their key people for the value proposition that they bring to the party, whatever that is. So in times like this where there's the supply is pinched and, and demand is, is significantly higher than the supply... EMS companies have to go out and look for other sources. Everybody wants to stay within their own domain, so systems like CalcuQuote uh, not only bring the the company's key suppliers in their automated in this whole you know beginning of what is this digital transformation. So, so they're all hooked up to their suppliers, so they have one source to get. Information, but they also can go out and survey other suppliers for materials that maybe their key suppliers don't have. Mm-hmm. So it gives them the ability to very quickly survey the field, get the material that they need to build uh, whatever it is they're building, so that they can service their customer better. And the, the circle just goes on and on. Mm-hmm.
0: You, you always hear stories about you know people. Uh, being, you know, not wanting to necessarily go onto the grey market and uh, uh, go into these areas if possible. Uh, does um, how wide does Calcicoat go? Does it does it bring in all vendors of different of of materials, and does it do any uh, checking or? or
1: uh... So, in in, in CalcuQuote's, uh case, uh, we don't um, do anything with. Uh, a supplier unless the customer requests it. So we've gone out and uh, have agreements with, you know, a bunch of suppliers. We then, you know, uh, when we talk to our customers, say that, you know, we have the ability to um, give you information from these people, But then the customer that has to, it will facilitate it, but the customer has to, um, you know, have the um, agreement or okay from the supplier to get that. We just don't open it up and, and give everybody everything. So. There's a relationship that Calcu, quote the, the information flows through, but there's a relationship between the supplier and the customer as to what they can do with the information and how they use it, et cetera, et cetera. So we don't, we don't uh, give anybody anything that the supplier doesn't know about upfront. Right.
0: So, so once they make that agreement, though, and and they, they facilitate it through you, uh, the 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 EMS company is is guaranteed to have that amount that amount of product delivered.
1: So, so they do they do a search. They build a build a material. Um, if they if they use one of our products that they place orders, the orders go flow directly to the supplier and then the supplier guarantees the, the material to them. If they use one of the gray market people, they they need to know that, you know, they do know that it's a gray market person and that that supplier has whatever um, things they have in place to prevent counterfeit or, or whatever. You know counterfeit is 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 a significant issue today that um i think all end users face uh is this is this the real deal um or is this just the plastic housing with with leads coming out and nothing in in the middle? So they need to know their sources and and like I said, they have to say, I want to deal with X company. I know the risks involved, um, but you know if I can't get it from one of my major suppliers, you know I have to build and and I'm willing to take the risks right okay uh, and so what
0: else can uh, Calcico offer in terms of being able to look at uh, what availability the manufacturer has uh, and and uh, his pricing and that sort of thing uh, so
1: uh, most of most of the suppliers that we're hooked up with um, give us a, an API and and for those that don't know an API it's a application programming interface yeah. that, that puts us directly into their system. So via the API, we're able to look, uh, in a lot of cases, real-time at their inventory and their pricing. Mm-hmm. So uh, at you know uh, 11 o'clock on a Thursday morning, XYZ supplier had 10,000 of these widgets, and they want a uh, dollar each. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, then they can make their buying t- decision to buy it or not. Um, you know, it's all in a lot of cases, it's all real time. So if they go back tomorrow, that inventory may not be there because, you know, they supply real time data, but it gives them an idea of what's in the marketplace, um, And depending on what systems that they use and and what they use from CalcuQuote, they can place orders real time uh, right there or if they continue, they can place orders however they place orders. uh, But they know that at that point in time, that was what uh, that supplier had.
0: Right, right.
1: Um, So the...
0: You've recently moved into uh, working with uh, PCB manufacturers. Um, tell us a little bit about how that relationship works, because I mean, there is already a, uh, a number of companies offering uh, PCB sourcing software. Uh, why? What? What does the version that um, Calpicot is offering?
1: How does that do? Okay. So, so what Calcutt's doing at the current time is we're, we're building a marketplace of capabilities mm-hmm. so that as a customer is, is you know, gathering information about the component side of the business and adding all their labor costs and everything in there, they were able to go out and depending on the situation, go out and see a marketplace of different uh, suppliers that they can they can pull information into their system. Now, right now, uh, the connection with the PCB people is um, not where we're going to be uh, uh, down the road. But with some, we have APIs that they can give instantaneous prices. Other, we facilitate them giving a quote. You know, uh, PCBs. You know. are uh, not as cut and dried as components uh, you know it's what material how many layers uh, what are the traces etc 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 so it it's it doesn't lend itself to be as instantaneous as the component pricing but we're trying to get as close as we could to facilitate that so again the customer can uh respond to their customer as quickly as possible right
0: is it also a case where you're putting the original data, you're taking the data from the PCB quoting uh, through into the eventually into the uh, the bomb build and that sort of thing?
1: Absolutely, that's that's a long-term goal to be able to pass through Gerbers and all that other stuff directly to the suppliers so that they can quickly respond and we can pass it back okay. uh, to the customer okay and, and and do you have
0: plans in the, in the future for that to feed back to designers?
1: Absolutely you know one of the um, one of the, the things that we see this is is a, an ecosystem with with many different arms in it. so uh, we want to be able to reach back through to the designer so that, they have an understanding of what they what they're doing, uh, not only in, in the the board part but in the component part, so that they can build something that, based on however long they think their manufacturing life cycle is, mm-hmm. that the components will be available. And so, by the time it gets down to the MS companies, they'll be able to pass a package that's almost ready to be done. Uh, and then go forward to be built, whether it be doing protos or going to full-blown production or whatever it is. So eventually all of this, there'll be transparency all the way from designer through to the supplier uh, and through to whoever's going to build it, whether it be in-house or whether it be through an EMS provider, so that You know, and we've talked about this in in the industry for years, you know, full transparency from, you know, cradle to grave all the way through, which, you know, for a mid-tier contract manufacturer, that's that's a huge, um, you know, jump of and uh, a leap of faith from where they are today. You know, uh, you know, a lot of the larger, the tier ones already have built control towers that, that they do that, mm-hmm. you know, where, you know, certainly we play in, in the mid tier and uh, in North America and in, in Europe, but the majority of the customers are, you know, mid tier, high mix, lower volume Correct. as compared to the Asian customers um this brings a whole different layer of uh, visibility and and removes complexity because they know what they're getting into at every step of the way.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, anything that helps to shorten the design for manufacturing loop and get that closed loop information back to the designer is definitely a good thing. So anyway, Steve, let's circle back on the 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 issues that we started out with. You know, which are of course is the the excessive prices, the shipping problems, and and the shortages. Where do you see this going? What's the end game?
1: I, I personally think that we're going to start to see some moderation in Q4 this year. Uh, other of my colleagues uh, think that it may spill into Q1 or even Q2 of next year. I, th- I think that with with all of the factors that are going on, um, I think we're going to start seeing it sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that doesn't mean that, that prices are going to go off a cliff or a nosedive. I think we're going to see a moderation of the increases or a flattening of the the curve so that we can get back to a more normal uh business environment of lead times that we can have a better handle on planning than uh we've seen in the last you know year and a half is a lot of that not going to depend on COVID? well I, i i if if we look back at the beginning right after i retired if we look back at that time frame we didn't know a lot about COVID. I mean, we just shut down the world. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, now we have uh, the vaccine and uh, you know, a lot of us are vaccinated. uh, If uh, the government in the US has its way, we'll all be vaccinated soon. But uh, even that being said, I think that a shutdown like we had before won't happen. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think that, <clears throat> you know, we know a lot more now than we knew then. I mean, back then, you know, uh, we didn't, we didn't know anything about what this was. Uh, and so, uh, with what was going on, we just shut everything down. I don't think that that's going to happen again. Could we slow down? Maybe, but I don't think so. I think that, that we've made enough progress that things will still keep going. And now it'll just be a normal business ebb and flow. It won't be as much tied to COVID as it was at the beginning.
0: Right. Okay. And then, of course, the other uh, <clears throat> in the room is, is is the geopolitical instability at the moment, uh, and most notably Taiwan um, what what are your views on that? I mean, because it's it's home to TSMC, which is the most advanced
1: uh, uh,
0: <coughs> in, in the industry, and it's also home to six these the six largest uh, contract manufacturers in the world.
1: Yeah, no, you know that that's a a to be determined. You know, if history kind of repeats itself, I mean, China went in, and you know, Hong Kong was supposed to be a a like a wholly owned subsidiary for the next 25 years, but they decided to go in and annex it in uh, to China. Uh, 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 You know, is the the mainland China going to go in and do that with Taiwan? They certainly, uh, you know, puffing up their chest um, about it, uh, you know, even in in the non-political world uh, during the Olympics to get their medal count up. They, uh, they included the Taiwanese as, as part of China's metal count uh, uh, on their end. So will, <laughs> they, will they take that over? And, um, you know, what will happen with that? Uh, you know, only time will tell. It, it, China is, has proven, I think, that they, they are, are a manufacturing giant and would they want to slow down any of that? Uh, probably not. So even if they did uh, by force take over Taiwan, um, you know, th- that doesn't necessarily mean that there would be a slowdown in, in the chip thing. It's it's I think it's too early to tell, um, you know, uh, China hasn't played its hand. The rest of the countries of the world haven't played their hand, uh, but we're just going to have to keep an eye on it.
0: Uh. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I I,
0: I I certainly agree with you. I think it's um it's you know watch this space really. But um, it's interesting to hear that you think there's going be some flattening towards the end of the year, which is going to help to alleviate some of the the issues that uh, are happening with the supply chain at the moment. Uh, But anyway, uh, Steve, some great insight there. Um, And uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. Uh, And I want to thank you for sharing your thoughts with us.